Welcome to the Inside Story podcast, where we dissect, analyze, and help define major global stories. I'm Rob Matheson. There have been days of violence on the streets of the French island of Guadeloupe. President Emmanuel Macron is calling the situation explosive. They're angry because the government of France says all healthcare workers must be vaccinated against the virus, and everyone has to carry proof they've had the injections. But people on Guadeloupe are resisting. They say they don't trust the vaccines, the authorities on the island, or the French government. Okay, let's bring in our guest. Clemence Apedouard is a journalist. She's joining us from Pointe-à-Pitre. Jean-Yves Bonner is the president of Contact Enterprises. It's a business association. He's in Fort-de-France in Martinique. And from Lagosier, Guadeloupe, Stephanie Melion-Renette, who's a sociologist. Welcome to the programme, all of you. Um, Clemence, I want to start with you. What's it been like there? Uh, actually, I'm in Pointe-à-Pitre, and it's quite... Um... Um, calm today <laughs> after some violence this weekend. Um, but uh, if I say I was um, on the field yesterday night with some protesters and they say that the fight will continue until they have answers from Paris. For the moment, they don't have any answers, so they will continue. How much is this about not trusting the vaccine? How much of this is about not trusting the government? Almost everybody that I met, um, also because uh, they think that um, Paris doesn't want to hear them, hear that they need uh, drinkable water, that they need uh, uh, jobs, that they need um, some help from Paris. So they are thinking that um, Paris doesn't want to listen to them. And that's also why uh, they don't want to take the vaccine, because it's a a thing from far away from Paris, for the France mainland, but not for the Caribbeans. Mm. Stephanie, how much of this is a distrust of this vaccine and how much of it is a distrust on Guadeloupe of all vaccines? Well, I think that the distrust of the vaccine uh, is much more linked to, um, I would say, the anti-colonial spirit (laughs) that is... uh, um, I mean, a characteristic of um, Guadeloupean people. I mean, more and more since the, the 1960s, 70s, and even before that, because it's a, a history cycle that is repeating itself. It's a really a redundancy of that, that part of history that is not solved. And each time there is a crisis, there is, uh, um, I mean, these, those issues just come back, you know, on the, on the forefront. And um, I, I'm not sure that the problem is with the vaccine. The vaccine is, uh, for me, um, uh, I would say the, the point, the, the, the subject that helps people, I mean, nationalist people, nationalist movement, to voice all the other claimings. Because, uh, of course, there is a, a distrust because of Claudicon, the poisoning of the source and, uh, and, and the bodies of the people here, um, because the government enabled that a few years ago, a few decades ago. But the fact is that uh, there is also a lot of uh, misinformation regarding the vaccine and a lot of uh, fake news and fake uh, discourses or unproven um, discourses and, and this is really a lot of uh, beliefs that are amalgamated together 
and that makes uh, that helps i would say uh, that prevents better um the the vaccination campaign to to go further uh, here in Guadeloupe. Mm. Just to be clear, chloroquine, if I understand it correctly, it was a, a poisonous pesticide that was used in banana plantations. And I think that was until um, 1993. And I believe it was said to increase the risk of prostate cancer. I want to talk about that in a moment. But Jean-Yves, in Martinique, there are similar situations that we're beginning to see in Martinique here in response to the, the imposition of mandatory in, uh, injections. Tell me what's happening there. Uh, on the ground, I think we, we're not as bad as Guadeloupe, uh, uh, not, at least not yet. And we, we do hope that we do not reach the level of unrest that we, ha we have seen in, in Guadeloupe. Uh, however, last night, uh, there were some, um, some uh, street uh, riots, but it was contained to a small part of the capital for the France. Um, there were also some, uh, some demonstrations throughout the day yesterday. And there are still some uh, barricades on the road, so the the the, uh, the traffic is is very difficult uh, today. And uh, basically, a, a lot of people could not go to their to their to their workplace. And this is the situation, but not much much violence yet, at least not yet. Mm. Clémence, uh, Stephanie was referring there to um, Claude Con. That that's uh, what became known, I believe, as the Claude Con affair. This was back in 1993. It still clearly resonates with people in Guadeloupe. Why is it that governments in Guadeloupe have been unable to regain some sort of trust of the people there since that time? I think it's because uh, the French government um, didn't... Um, it wasn't that transparent, and it's still the case for the moment because uh, some of... Um, uh, people are still thinking that the government is lying, trying to hold some stuff about the, the Claudicon and the impact uh, in the environment, um, on the agricultural fields, on the agricultural workers' health also. And um, I think that's why it, it's still a, a big, big, big thing, finally, because uh, some of, uh, even young protesters told me that um, Paris lied before, so... Uh, who, I mean, it's difficult for them to trust Paris uh, today. Uh, it's not about um, vaccination. It's about. It's more about Paris, and 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 they are simply afraid um, to be to be lied again. I mm. think. Stephanie, what role is misinformation about the vaccines playing in all of this? Do you think? Well, um, the misinformation. I would like. First, to, to, to react to what uh, my uh, fellow Guadeloupian uh, um, said about the Claudicon, and I think it's linked to uh, the issue of uh, the vaccine. The problem with the Claudicon here, it's, it dates back the 1990s. Yes, but the 1990s is the moment where the, the, when the, the government finally prohibited uh, the use of this pesticide in Guadeloupe. And it was already forbidden in the metropolitan France since the 1970s. And they knew that it was really harmful to the bodies and, 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 um, and certainly uh, could cause cancers in people. This is something that we have um, seen here in Guadeloupe. We have observed that a lot, there was uh, um, an increase of cancers in women and men 
uh, prostate cancer, uh, uterus womb cancer, and as well a breast cancer, and um, and as well uh, endometriosis as well. A lot of uh, cases now in Guadeloupe, and and they fail. The government doesn't recognize the fact that there is a link between the claudicone pesticide poisoning and the increase of cancers. Only the, the prostate cancer is um, is um, recognized as caused by uh, Claudicon, uh, because a lot of men worked in the, the banana plantations. And as well, recently, um, the, during the, the trial, because there was a trial against the government, um, the, associ the associate, association that um, attacked, um, that tried the government, was um, faced with um, the refusal of the government, uh, of the, the, the court, to go further because of the, what they say is the prescription, because it was in 1990s, but we still see the effect of the Claudicon and we will have the effect for seven generations. Mm -hmm. So with that, of course, there is a mistrust now uh, that is higher against the government, the French government, because first they knew, they knew for 20 years that people uh, were using uh, Claudicon here on the banana plantation, people eat bananas a lot here. This is, I mean, staple food. And as well, a lot of people work in the banana plantations and they knew that it was harmful. So that's why now people amalgamate the, the issue of the Claudicon with uh, this and also the exploitation during the colonial period with enslavement and saying that the, their body and that they, they are always exploited and they can be um, uh, armed by the French government. That's why they have that dis uh, mistrust. Um, I can, under I can understand government. clearly why, as you say, why there is a, a level of mistrust there. It, it sounds that there is almost a perfect storm, isn't there? Because there is an existing mistrust of the government. And also, as I was talking about before, we have a wave of misinformation, which has been sweeping across the world, we know, but is obviously um, it's still affecting Guadeloupe as well. To what extent is that misinformation and social media playing a role in people's, or augmenting, if you like, people's distrust of the government, of the vaccine? I think that people, um, I think that there are two things that we need to consider. The first is, for me, for example, when I speak about the HIV um, pandemic that has lasted now for, for decades, since the 1980s, um, we never saw any physician or researcher or whatever speak on the news if there was not really a finding. I mean, they had something that could cure, help, uh, prevent, or help the, the people um, um, contaminated with HIV. Now, the, 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 the fact that it is so easy now to speak um, uh, online, to be online and, and have a say in the political debate and even in the health debate, that everybody just opened the laptop and just say what they want to say. So that's the first thing for me. And the second thing uh, is that people now here in Guadeloupe, they receive a lot of uh, videos from whoever <laughs> sent a video and post a video and saying uh, with that, I would say, anti-government speech and they make once again, for me, it's a manner of amalgamate 
what is what, you know, like, okay, we have that mistrust here against the government mm. and people say that governments just kill people. So they will believe that mm. because it, it sticks with what they already believe. Mm. So it's easier to, to trust whatever comes from outside than whatever comes from the French mm. government. Jean-Yves, are you finding a similar sort of thing in Martinique? Because obviously that is an island, both these islands, but particularly Martinique is an island that, that depends very much on tourism. You're part of a business association. The economy is driven by that. Um, what kind of economic impact is this having on people's lives there? Um, allow me first to, to make a, a slight correction about the, the Clodicon and where it is found. Uh, there's no Clodicon in the bananas. Uh, so I, I want to make that clear. It has not been found there. In the root crops, yes, in the, the water and in the in the, some uh, fish, some fish and crustaceans at sea. Mm. Uh, and secondly, yes, the, the, the impact of uh, what is happening is, uh, is obviously huge. Um, tourism is part of our economy here. Uh, it's not uh, completely driven. Uh, as it is, for example, in some uh, neighborhood, uh, neighboring highlands where it's predominant. Uh, but however, it's, it's an important component of our, our economies. And clearly, um, the, the business community is, is clearly worried about uh, all of this. Uh, we recall that uh, a few years ago, this whole Clodicon story was uh, publicized and actually it, uh, it created more harm to the economy. But it is a problem. It is a real problem, um, mm. and it has to be dealt with. Mm. And honestly, it it was not dealt with properly uh, initially by the government. Uh, I think President Macron uh, acknowledged and made the government liable, but it has to go further, and people need answers. Mm. Clemence, this is really the, the from what you're telling me, the heart of the problem. In that the people of Guadeloupe and one would imagine Martinique as well feel that they are so far distant from the government in France that, if I understand what you're saying correctly, they feel sidelined, they're not feeling listened to. Is there any confidence there, do you think, that France can respond positively to try to fix this? Um, actually, I don't know. I mean, when you send uh, police forces, um, I'm not sure that it's a good answer. Um, actually, the, the, the island is paralyzed and, and we need to, 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 to um, respond to the situation because uh, it's difficult now to find uh, gas in service station, to find uh, food in some supermarkets. So it's difficult. It's true. And uh, um, the situation cannot um, uh, be acceptable uh, any longer. But uh, I think that they need to talk. Um, and to find a real solution because some some cities in Guadeloupe doesn't have uh, drinkable water every day. So 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 there is to respond to that, uh, not to just send uh, police officers. Mm. Johnny, I think you were trying to make a point there. What would you like to say? Trying to make a point. The the issue there, I think clearly is is try to bring uh, I would say an instant uh, response to a problems that are long term problems. And it, it's kind of complex, and I, I agree, Clemence, uh, sending the, 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 the forces and the police may help to control the situation, I think, but it, it cannot be the only response. Mm. It cannot be the only response. Because I think the, 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 the problems are in the, in the heart of, of the countries, of the territories, 
and they, uh, we need to go to the roots. Mm. Stephanie, um, you mentioned before that this situation was being used by nationalists to draw attention to or, or highlight the, the, the so wider social problems, the wider issues that, uh, that both islands have, obviously, in Guadeloupe particularly. Um, but how concerned are you that the tension maybe getting away from the initial problem, which is the vaccination rate in COVID. One would imagine that the social problems, unfortunately, still exist, but COVID can be dealt with. Do you think people are losing sight of what, of that distinction, if you like? Well, I think that um, this is, uh, I would say, maybe I would have some enemies after when I say that, but <laughs> I think that there is, um, this is the problem with the, the strategy of uh, this movement. Because, uh, for example, if we, we go back in the, the, the early 20, uh, 2000, uh, in uh, 2009, there was already a big strike, the 44-day strike, strike in Guadeloupe and also in Martinique uh, against uh, what we call la vicha, la profitation in Creole, which is uh, uh, the fact that we have a very hard time uh, meeting, making ends meet here in Guadeloupe because uh, prices are very high and everything because we have a lot of taxes and there is a monopole, um, the economic monopole in between the ends of a very small part of the population who is um, incidentally um, the, the descendants of the colonizers. So of course that's uh, um, part of the problem. The fact is, each time we they start with, um, uh, I would say, a, a platform of claimings, they have uh, certain claimings, sometimes we just uh, um, focus the conversation on, on a, a, a point that is not, I would say, the, at the essence of the topic, I mean, uh, the, uh, the initial topic. Here is the same thing, the problem is the vaccination but it echoes with a lot of the other problem. Of course, um, it is unbearable that people don't have water here, for example, in an island where there are so many rivers. Uh, they don't have water in the tap uh, in many parts of the island, and this is for decades now. And for example, um, in certain uh, professional categories, people need, lack, uh, I would say, means to work. So this is uh, uh, the moment for them, for me to to hold the government stage with that situation and ask for them to, to, to resolve long-term problems, as my, um, I mean, the, mm -hmm. um, our friend from Martinique said uh, a few minutes ago. So, um, of course, it's, um, for me, that, that's why it makes the situation so intricate, because it's complicated to, to, at the moment, in the middle of that crisis, that health crisis that is global, uh, that is, uh, I mean, the top priority of the French government to resolve all those, those problems. For example, regarding the health issues and um, the means that it, uh, the health means that we have here, we are that there is a, a new hospital that is uh, being built, but in the the middle of that crisis with the blockade, I'm not sure that we're helping the the hospital to 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 emerge and be. Uh, uh, I mean, to, to, uh, mm. it's not a very practical answer to the crisis at the moment. I want to bring in Clemence here because if I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I understand that uh, some medical staff have also been refusing to take the vaccine because they believe it's untested, they don't have the, um, they don't know what the long-term effects are. Now that, to me, strikes 
strikes me as being a fundamental problem in the messaging here. Because if you have medical staff who don't essentially trust the vaccine, how can you get anybody else to trust it as well? Yeah, it's complicated. But actually, I have to say that um, almost 90% of the health workers in the main hospital in Guadeloupe uh, is vaccinated. So it's uh, for a small part of health workers. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's true. But they also say that um, we um, we took care of our patients at the beginning of the crisis and without the vaccine. So we don't need it now. Uh, for some of them, it's uh, it's the point of view. So uh, yeah, it's, it, it's complicated. But um, I think they are also um, uh, fear because it, it, they heard so many things. Uh, we, we talk about the, the uh, fake news. And yeah, it's difficult also to be a journalist at this moment because they said that uh, we don't want to trust you because you are working for the government. Uh, we just want to talk with the local TV and we just want to trust them. So um, yeah, it's, it's mm. difficult. Jean-Yves, in Martinique, uh, we've, uh, as you were talking about, we've seen um, a strike against this. What other action do you think people in Martinique are prepared to take? I am not sure. We are not sure that the population will follow like uh, uh, the population did in, in uh, 2009, where the, the, the strike was really massive and we felt a, a full support of the population, really. Um, yesterday, uh, the general strike uh, started. There were about uh, less than 2,000 uh, people uh, marching and demonstrating in, in Fort de France, the capital. That's very small compared to what happened in 2009. Mm. So we're not sure you know, that the population will follow this time. I just want to come back to Clemence for a final word. We only have a few seconds left. So perhaps in a sentence, how far do you think that the people in Guadeloupe are prepared to go if they feel that the French government and the authorities are not listening to them? Um. I hope <laughs> uh, that uh, they will get uh, an answer very quickly, but I think that they are ready to to fight because, uh, as we as we said, um, it's more than just about the vaccine. It's about uh, um, fight against poverty, uh, fight for a job, uh, fight for um, uh, to be finally to be considered by Paris. And I think uh, they are, for some of them, they are ready to fight until they have answers. Mm. Clemence, thank you very much indeed. I want to say thank you to all our guests, Clemence Apertebois, Jean-Yves Bonner, and Stephanie Million-Renette. Thank you very much indeed for being with us. That's it for the Inside Story podcast. This episode was produced by Gloria Wangelesal, Omara Chaudhry, Abdurrahman Wasami and Paul Taylor. Sound mixed by Yasir Rahmani. It was edited by Vishnu Sheila, Lin Ingwan, and Joe Defries. Be sure to subscribe to the Inside Story podcast to catch every episode. Thank you for listening. We're going to be back again tomorrow.